0: Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. I am Michael and tonight we are going to do a special field trip where we take a little stroll back into the 1980 cartoon in a side parallel universe of America called Wushu Where uh, our characters will be uh, soldiers enlisted in the army against the evil forces of Viper. I will be playing Gizmo. Gizmo has three skills. The first is I have just the thing. Uh, Secondly, I'm not a threat. And third, don't touch that. Uh, Playing with me tonight is my favorite co-host and yours, the Caleb G. Caleb, say hi. Hello,
1: everyone. Tonight, I am bringing into our parody-based alternate universe, Chuck Ninja, the all-American ninja. Chuck is a devastatingly handsome rough and tumble beefcake of a man brimming with Americana when he runs into battle he he dons his black ninja pajama suit but you can still see his, his his wonderfully groomed bushy red beard chuck brings to the table three amazingly american skills ancient nunchuck master learned in new york city as quiet as amber waves of grain and armory made detroit strong
0: and we also have joining us tonight a network affiliate kevin smith kevin say hi
1: hi everybody tonight
2: i will be bringing sergeant totes to the table (laughs) now sergeant totes is quite the individual super strong front gunner for any sort of situation in fact his primary rank five skill is guns That's with an explanation point, folks. His rank four ability would be that he is a big and strong muscle man. And his rank three ability is, I left my sense of fear behind the day I stopped using periods at the end of
0: my sentences. (laughs) Oh. And this fine cadre will be led tonight by our GM extraordinaire, Scott. Scott, say hello to everybody and get this game started, sir.
3: Howdy all you out there at Radio Land. As Michael mentioned, I'll be playing the the nemesis forces of Viper and their terrifying leader, Viper Fuhrer. Now, (laughs) before you mistake this for any sort of copywritten material, trust me when I say that it is a completely original work like Ronald Ruck and Ricky Rouse. The, the the scene opens on a lovely sort of California desert day on your GI Wushu base. Yeah, you guys are out on the field performing exercises, uh, generally drill instructing or demolitioning or demonstrating your military prowess for apparently no reason other than the enjoyment of the camera. When uh, all of a sudden there there is an alert sounded and and a crack squad of GI Wushuites
1: are called up to uh to report so uh, uh when i was out in the field i i was practicing my my kata wearing nothing but cut off jean shorts my manly torso glistening in the sun and when i heard the klaxons of the alarms obviously i was in the splits on top of two little wooden posts so i kipped up into the air did a flip and then sprinted into the G.I. Wushu base ahead of all the other recruits.
0: Gizmo would uh, tap his heels together and rocket skates would extend from them. (laughs) And then, unfortunately, I had them on backwards. Did not realize this. And I go rocketing further into the desert for a few minutes before I catch myself, come back around, and I have to clean out my perfectly pressed ascot.
2: So Sergeant Totes was in the middle of a machine gun routine, just blowing down targets, took him a bit to even hear the klaxon, takes a big pull on both his cigars, bellows a <laughs> puff of smoke, and just saunters towards the base.
3: Fantastic. All right. You guys uh, report and file into the main briefing room, al- along with a number of other of the, the wushites. You guys report in and file in, and uh, the, in the center of the briefing room is your fearless leader, Lieutenant Dan. He wheels forward, and he uh, looks out at the, the assembled GI Wushuites, and he says, Men, today's a, a, a dark day for GI Wushu. We don't know why. We don't know what has happened. But we do have a tiny amount of detail that Viper is up to no good somewhere in in the midwestern flyover state of Arkansona.
0: <gasps> no, not Arkansona.
3: They
2: got some of the best ribs there, folks.
3: So, I need a crack team to go out and investigate and find out what the Viper menace is up to, and I pick U3, and he points randomly at U3. <laughs> Hot damn!
2: I've been raring for this.
3: The rest of the GIs look crestfallen and go back to their tedious duties of exploding all day.
0: I wanted to look around for uh, the most attractive female member, Madam L. And uh, I would want to uh, to talk to her briefly. Uh, she's a commanding officer, so nothing untoward will happen. But just to make sure that she sees my perfectly pressed ascot.
3: Madam L looks down at you through her um, her fine eyes and chiseled features. And she says, oh, I see you're out of uniform again. I could be. Oh, you talk, but some day I'll put you to the test. And she flips her long, velvety hair and uh, strides off a heavy clank coming
1: from her high heels.
0: I wouldn't tell her, don't touch that. Uh, as
1: I am given the assignment, I will make a puff of smoke appear, and cutting, then instantly walking through the puff, I am in my black ninja outfit, perfectly dressed, I have swords strapped to my back. I have uh packs of mysterious items belted to my thighs and chest. And I say it is better to act sooner than later, says my ancient master. Let's go.
3: All right. So um, the, the, the only thing required of you
1: guys to transition
3: scenes is to describe the vehicles or play sets that you jump into to
1: take you to the next location. Chuck Ninja will run to the garage. You'll hear a revving of an engine and bursting forth will be a jet black motorcycle. Mounted to the back of the motorcycle are two enormous speakers. Blaring from the speakers is the star spangled banner, and as I rev the engine pop a wheelie and zoom off, the smoke trails behind me are in fact red, white, and blue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on now, giz, we can't let that boy beat us to the punch.
0: I have just the thing. So I'm going to run to where I've been tinkering and creating my own custom vehicle, and it's one of those, like, unicycles, so it's just a big wheel that you set in the center of it. But my seat is backwards, and I have a monitor that I use to see, but the monitor shows me the front. So I'm looking forward but driving backward.
3: <laughs> okay, that would be one of those where where the, the collectability of that set was mostly because the sales were so deplorable. <laughs>
1: That's right. There were only six made. Right. And as soon as you took it out and put it together, the monitor was actually on the wrong side. So you were really driving forward when you were supposed to be driving backward.
0: It was a misprint. All
2: right. So Totes is going to run to the garage. He's going to give an eyeball to Gizmo's odd looking vehicle. And then he's going to jump into his own. Just looks like a standard Jeep with tank treads, of course.
0: Of He mounts
2: both of his heavy machine guns on the side where the side mirror should be, and they are attached to the wheel, so whatever direction Totes is turning is the direction those guns are firing.
3: Fantastic. Oh, I love this so much. The three of you drive off into the, the extremely well-timed California desert sunset, and then uh, 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 after a very brief commercial break advertising sugary cereal, you guys appear in the the uh, very similar-looking to several episodes that we've seen
0: before, Arkazona Desert. Man, things sure have changed since the last time I was here.
1: <laughs> my great master once taught me, in order to move forward, we must look behind. That's what my vehicle's based on! Yes, only I am speaking of the true art of zen and oneness, and you are tinkering with gadgets
0: you found in the dumpster. I bought those at Radio Shack, thank you very much. You mean Schmadio Shack? <laughs> no, they're out of business. We can say Radio Shack. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> they need all the help they can get.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, Chuck Ninja is going to dismount from his bike and start a montage of combing the desert for clues he will very carefully be investigating different cacti he will see a uh, tumbleweed blow through and he will follow the tumbleweed matching his pattern to the wind so he can follow it and the whole thing will be capped with a flashback to the last time they were in the desert and they had a map
3: So, uh, the desert is uh, hot, but not terribly hot. So, uh, the threat of investigating the desert only has a threat of one, and it has uh, eight flesh wounds. That sounded like five details to me, which is the limit we're rolling with. So, go ahead and roll me five dice, splitting them between red lasers and blue lasers as you see fit, and let me know how many successes you get.
1: All right. uh, I will be rolling with my as quiet as Amber waves of grain skill, because I feel that this perfectly exemplifies my ninja training. I will roll uh, three red lasers and two blue lasers. Oh, wonderful. I have one success only, and it is a blue laser. So I take no damage, but do not succeed in locating anything. Excellent work, Ninja.
0: Gizmo, of course, having just the thing, will uh, dig around in my pack and I will pull out a small army of uh, drones with cameras mounted in them and I will send them shooting off into multiple areas of the desert. Uh, There's ones that have like heat sensors, there's some that take the temperature, there's one that's a barometer, there's one that just checks precipitation, Uh, there's another that uh, basically just makes like party noises for no reason and they're all of course controlled by this like helmet that i wear uh, and then the information is downloaded directly into my brain
3: and and of course this being the 1980s each one of these drones is at least 100 pounds right (laughs) of course absolutely all right well that sounded like way more than five dice worth of details go ahead and roll all
0: right i will do three red lasers and two blue lasers i have four successes uh two red two blue so i'm not injured and i'm Get two two on our track towards success. Perfect, nicely done. So my drone must have found something.
2: Sergeant Totes is going to do a big drag on both his cigars, blow a little smoke at one of the drones, stand there, look at him. Usually, Viper comes to us anyway. That's all I'm doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like three dice worth of uh, work. Go ahead and decide, dictate your three dice between red and blue lasers, and roll them.
2: All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do. All right, so just a little rules clarification. The red lasers are defensive in nature, correct? Blue lasers are defensive in nature. Blue, I meant. Um,
0: Red is the angry color. So Uh. red
2: is just puff and smoke at one of the drones. The other two are blue. All right, so I rolled two twos and a one, and I was going with my, uh, I left my sense of fear behind when I stopped using a period at the end of my sentences.
3: That sounds like three successes to me. Yep. Nicely done all right so uh we have about half the threat left it's another round who wants to go
0: so i will i will say that uh the drones that detected some anomaly probably something on the uh the heat spectrum uh, maybe even ultraviolet uh is sending back pings so i will tell everyone else that i think i found something Uh, again i'll click my heels and my rocket boots will come out this time facing the the correct direction because i I figured that out and I will rock it off towards the direction that the drone found. And then I will reconfigure all the others to look for the same spectrum.
3: Okay. Definitely five details. Roll.
0: All right. I'll do two and three once again. And I got three successes. Uh, One blue, two red. Awesome work. Who's up? All right. So I am going
1: to take a moment to regroup. I'm a little bit upset. Uh, I will return to my motorcycle I will open one of the saddlebags which is actually inside one of the speakers and I will get out uh an ancient an ancient ninja map tool which is like uh, a a wooden it's a wooden map of the desert and there are, are tools almost like a um like you would see in in uh an old ship so there's the pointy triangle thing, and there's the little astroglabe. I don't know what any of these things are called. The thingy that looks like a compass, and the thingy that looks like the math compass. And there's a little ruler. And I will uh, start charting where we are in the desert to try to figure out where to go next. And I'm going to roll uh, three red and two blue. All right, so I have two red successes and one blue success.
3: Excellent. Uh, that is enough to defeat the remainder of the threat. So um, as you comb the desert, you uh, come o- crest over a bit of a rise and you see below you um, what, what uh, is, is nominally been labeled as a nature preserve. But you did not know there were quite this many uh, lions to be found here in uh Arizona. And uh, more specifically, sort of as, as, as you look closely, they seem to be cybernetic lions sort of half-pride, half-machine monsters of, of uh, untold, devastating power and replayability. So, um, bottom of the round, the 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 lions see you. Uh, no, no, they have not seen you. Um, I'll roll a dive to the side of... No, they definitely have not seen you guys. And it's the bottom of the round. Once they uh, do see you guys, say the start of the next round, it'll be uh, also a threat of one. And uh, probably another just uh, good old fashioned eight flesh wounds for them. And. Uh, Alright, totes, you're up. Surprise those lions.
2: A single tear is gonna run down Sergeant Tote's face. He is deep down an animal lover, and to see these cybernetic monstrosities just hurts him right in his soul. He's gonna sneer, spit his cigars out, and he's gonna charge in. No guns. He's gonna wrestle him and try to subdue him. He's going to approach the first lion, and he's just gonna try to grab for a headlock.
3: Sounds like five rolls. And um, just as an aside about uh, Wushu, um, a-, a good thing to remember is is that since uh, the, these lions are not, uh, you know, uh, say, a nemesis or an equal of you, they're, they're just goons, you, you can not only narrate uh, trying to get a headlock, but you can also narrate a successful headlock and then tossing one into another and then filling one full of uh, laser holes. You, you, you can destroy as many mooks and goons as you want. It's your freedom of uh, riffing. But, so go ahead and roll your five dice as you see fit. Zero threat because they're surprised to the end of the round. So I would suggest you all roll all red dice.
2: Yep, that's what we're going for. And uh, since I'm wrestling, I'm going to be a big and strong muscle man. Boom. Yep.
3: Is that four successes?
2: It appears to be, as long as meeting a die roll equals success.
3: I think it is. All right, so you uh, pummel the living tar out of these uh, poor lions. Top of the next round. Who wants to go? Go ahead,
0: Chuck Ninja. I,
3: I will say that uh, during the round transition, they they look toward you and say, "Alert! Alert! Jai Wu Shu has discovered our plans," and the uh, large viper symbols in their chests start glowing red and shooting
1: lasers.
0: What color lasers? Red. Ah, damn it!
1: If only they were shooting us with the safety of blue lasers. I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, the lasers will be flying uh, hot and wild about our intrepid crew. Chuck will dodge out of the way, even though the laser was nowhere near him whatsoever. He will make a spectacular duck and roll to the side. He will pull a smoke pellet out of one of his many pockets, dramatically drop it to the ground, and in a puff of smoke, he vanishes. In another puff of smoke, he appears in the middle of... Of the group of these cybernetic lions, and he is flailing about expertly with his uh, ancient nunchuck mastery, which he learned in the great city of New York. And he is uh, essentially tornado lifting these cybernetic lions up into the air and dropping them onto the hard desert soil. I'm gonna go for broke and roll five red lasers.
3: Oh. Brave man.
1: Uh, that is four successes.
3: Fantastic. that um, you will take one damage from the threat, but that is enough to defeat the uh, last of the lions. Go ahead and narrate
1: your success. So the the lions are falling from the air and smashing to pieces. And as they smash to pieces, we actually see that this is purely a cybernetic shell covering the organic body. So as the shell smashes off, the now truly organic lions are free and they're able to scamper away safely into the desert. Unfortunately, one of the shards of these organic shells flies into the air and hits Chuck Ninja in the bicep, causing a, a trickle of blood to flow down across his black ninja pajama gi. He looks back to his compatriots and says, it is better to be free than held in captivity.
3: And uh, does, somebody, does somebody want to, since, since you guys are doing really well, it's certainly the option, but does someone want to narrate a uh, the more you know segment of public service announcement?
2: So one of the lions actually runs up to me after all of these shards fall off and I start stroking its mane. And then Totes turns and stares into nothing and says, You know what, kids? You too could be an animal lover. These big cats, they were after us like a cat on a mouse. But after a little bit of tender lovin' from my main man, Chuck Ninja over there, they became as perfectly friendly as house cats
3: this uh little 5-year-old that you uh did not see before steps into the camera and he's like
1: gosh sergeant toads i never thought about it that way
3: more you know
1: <laughs> sponsored by your local city zoo
3: <laughs> all right so um you guys uncover uh, underneath the cybernetic shells it looks like the lions had been grouping around to protect some sort of uh, carav- uh cavern and as you descend to the cavern you you discover many uh, dastardly implements of the uh, the viper machine. Among these dastardly implements are uh, large stacks of of PR paperwork and uh, PR documents. There are a number of little ID badges with the lion cybernetic lion's faces on them. They have saved names like Steve and Janice and. Um, Apparently they have job titles under them, and they're you know like secretary to the VP of Public Relations, right? And so apparently you've just broken up the the uh, the the fretful Viper PR department.
0: say like on, on the badges on the back it says we wear this with pride.
3: <laughs> that that I think is a gigantic banner over the uh, v- the top of the cave. It says yes, work with pride for
0: Viper. Work with pride,
3: and uh, yes, uh, uh, um, and just. Sort of toward the back by the uh the the color photocopier that has obviously uh, been well overused, you find a number of very specifically incriminating documents um these are are large glossy print um sheets sort of four color red blue black of uh viperfuer in in sort of uh you know his his Chest stuck out, his head looking up toward the sky very heroically. And uh, the, the, just above his head it says, Viper Fuhrer. And then below it says, For President.
1: To think that Viper Fuhrer would try to lead this great country of ours? He is no commander-in-chief. We cannot let this stand. Just then, your extremely collectible G.I. Joe issue TV watch breaks
3: up. Into a a well-timed news announcement, it's the the uh, well-dressed blonde white male anchor uh, in, in in the studio is saying. Now we're cutting to you live to bring a uh, breaking political footage of some some statements that that Viper Führer has been making, and uh, Joan. And of course, they cut over to Joan, who's also extremely white and blonde and dressed in an adorable business suit and appropriately high and uncomfortable heels. And she's saying, that's right, Steve. And he's like, my name's not Steve. And she's like, whatever. Here I am in, in the, the capital of Colorado, Sylvania, the great Midwestern flyover state. And, uh, I'm, I'm standing here at, at, at a Viper Fuhrer, a, a political rally and boy, has, has he inflamed the, the electorate here, I'll tell you what. They're just simple folks out here, but they vote. And the camera pans over to a lovely shot of Fuhrer that you think you may have seen a couple episodes ago because it looks sort of like a base behind him. But uh, thankfully, since Fuhrer has a large, completely square metal box around his face obscuring his mouth, they can reuse that footage anytime they want. And Fuhrer is saying, Now! I promise, if elected your president, I will reduce taxes to zero And there's a great amount of applause and he says, Furthermore, I will increase the education budget by double and there's a bunch of applause, and he says, Do you know why your taxes are so high and your children are so stupid? And there's kind of a general question of the audience. And at this point the camera pans over the audience and and you notice sort of a pinkish cloud floating over the assembled group of people in a very vacant stare out of their eyes, a little spot of drool on one. And the camera pans back to uh, Viper Fuhrer, and he says, That's right! Your taxes are high because of G.I. Wushu's budget! I will slash that budget, once made president, to nothing! Disbanding the warmongering G.I. Wushu and all of their meddling fools! yes! And then the camera pans back to the uh, lovely on-site reporter who has gotten, uh, y- you think that sort of pinkish cloud that was settling over the audience maybe sort of wafted up her way, and, and she, her guides are kind of crossed and poising the wrong directions, and she says, back to you, Steve! And then they cut back to the uh, anchors. Room.
2: Is that true? Does G.I. Wushu increase the taxes for this great nation?
1: No, totes. Just like any great capitalist country taxes are a wonderfully important part of this great nation if there were no taxes there wouldn't be things like schools paved roads even sliced bread taxes are super important and as defenders of both this country and the flag it stands for
0: we must stop this dastardly plan of viper fjord i agree with that but not into the edge of socialism (laughs) but just barely that's a debate for another time friend (laughs) quick we've got to got to get to call a now
1: if only we could get there faster than our ground vehicles will take us gizmo
0: do you have anything you can do to help us i do i have just the thing these are experimental. There's like a 40-60 chance we will explode, but I think it's worth the risk.
2: I like those chances.
0: There was a 40-60 chance when the
1: pilgrims came across the ocean. Let's do it!
0: <laughs> okay, so I give everybody a uh, experimental rocket pack. You know, basically made to the point that if it was actually working, it would just burn your from your legs down completely emulating <laughs> you But for some reason it doesn't hurt you and there's no aerodynamics there's no fins but yet you can still fly just by holding your hands out and we will shoot off into the sky heading in a general northern direction towards scala perfect
3: yes you, you you head off into yet another well-timed sunset <laughs> so many sunsets
1: in this great country of ours <laughs> it's that's taxes at work, kid.
2: <laughs> I like the sun that was setting in the east at the beginning of the game.
3: <laughs> Sunsets all over the place in America. Just just get used to it. Alright, so <laughs> you the the three of you heroically swoop in to the uh, the, the stately Capitol building of Colorestlevania. Uh, where, where there's already a large throng and uh, a, a substantial amount of pink gas sort of wafting out of the, the stately Greco-Roman pillars of the building. The, uh, you, you, you enter the room, and, and of course you see Viperfuer on stage. Um, he, he's, he's still in the middle of a rant, and then uh, there, there seems to be a, a news anchor. A very fiendish, black-haired-looking news anchor. Notably not blonde, black-haired interviewing him and agreeing quite loudly with everything he says
0: we've got to get these people to safety and disperse that pink cloud
3: so i'm gonna go ahead and give the uh the 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 cobra assets here they're gonna have a threat of two and that same nah they'll have a threat of one there they don't have soldiers backing them up in case you guys narrate them in, in which case they'll have all the soldiers backing them up you want and uh eight Uh, flesh wounds and then there is a side objective of uh, saving the people which will take four flesh wounds
0: all right i will work towards saving the uh, hostages i'm really smart so even if the pink smoke makes me kind of dumb i'll still be smarter than everyone else in the room so i'm going to roll all of my dice to try to disperse the pink cloud i'm going to use my drones and since they're all 100 pounds i'm going to line them up in a row and create a vortex where they funnel all the pink air pink gas out of the room and into the uh, air where it'll just make like birds stupid or whatever.
3: All right. Uh, pick your dice and roll them. Sounds like 5 at least to me.
0: All right. I'm going to do all 5 as uh red lasers. And I got four successes. All right.
3: That manages to completely defeat the side objective. You, you, you blow all the gas out. Unfortunately, some of the gas, you, you do inhale it, and you uh, lose a little bit of your internal patriotism, your sense of being an authentic American icon.
1: So you, you take one uh, flesh wound. Okie dokie. Okay, so Chuck Ninja will watch Gizmo expertly get the, the smoke out of the way. Uh, He is going to capitalize on what Gizmo did. He will use his ninja ability, as learned in New York City, to become as light as air and float up on the updraft from the drone so that he is high in the air above the crowd. And then he will break out of this updraft and plunge down towards the stage. And at the very last minute, he will pull out his nunchucks, spin them around, creating a burst of air to stop him. And he will crash into the podium that Viper Fuhrer is using, thus breaking apart the microphone and the sound system so that he is no longer speaking to the befuddled masses. That definitely sounds like five dice. And uh, I will roll four red lasers and one blue laser. All dice were successful. I take no damage and four successes towards the primary objective. Boom. All right. Your uh,
3: attack was devastating. Viper Führer says, what? How dare you interrupt the political process? And he loudly declares... My voice shall not be silenced, even though the room is mostly empty now that, that uh the, at least it's it's full of people who are sucking drool off their lips and looking less vacant, so the the amount of cheers available are are far fewer and further between, but uh his 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 loud finger pointing, a political cornerstone, is still seeming to rally some votes toward his way. Now we're down to Sergeant Totes.
2: So at this point, Viper Führer has somehow summoned just a ton of his uh, minions and they're just filling the stage. All guns beginning to point at Chuck Ninja. Sergeant Totes leaps up and says, Oh no you don't boys. You gotta deal with me. And you gotta deal with these. And he pulls out his guns. And he just starts filling the stage (laughs) with blue lasers. Red lasers are firing back at him. No one's getting hit, him or the people on stage, <laughs> but these lasers are flying. And of course the civilians aren't getting hit either. So
0: one, one of the uh, one of the minions will jump off the stage and a parachute will erupt from his backpack and he will float <laughs> safely down to the floor <laughs> two feet below.
3: That that definitely feels like five details to me. <laughs> Dibby up your dice and roll.
2: Alright, it's all red, baby. That looks like five successes because I'm using guns.
3: Perfect. Mm. Five successes defeats the end of the threat. Uh you you, you do take uh, you, you get a flesh wound from, from one of the remaining red lasers of of the, the the Cobra minions as as you mow through them.
2: So I, I have like a scald patch on my shoulder. Basically. It just looks a little roughed up.
3: <laughs> and then uh Viper Fuhrer, he screams angrily says how dare you, Ji Wushu? You cannot interrupt political process. I'll get you yet. And he twirls his enormous cape and uh, slowly walks out the backstage entrance. But uh, <laughs> in 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 the meantime, the the camera crew with the the dazzling black-haired interviewer, the on-site reporter, she 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 shoves the camera in uh, Gadget's face. And and shoves the microphone in Gadget's face. And she says, How do you explain the wanton destruction of the political process shown by G.I. Wushu today? How can you justify this sort of subversion of the right to vote? She glowers at you, Gadget.
0: Uh, this here's Merka. Guns make right. <laughs> Alright. I'm still under the effects of the pink cloud, so I'm not quite at my full intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then I will say... Isn't he Canadian? Can he even run for our president? (laughs) She says, (laughs) "His birth certificate will
3: be found any day now. Just you wait."
0: And she moves on to (laughs) someone with a less good point to make. We got we got top people on it, and they're saying they're finding some interesting things, some really interesting things. Chuck Ninja, how can you justify the militaristic subversion of the political
3: process of America, your homeland? She shoves the mic in your face.
1: I will take the microphone, stride to the center of the stage red white and blue ribbons somehow erupt behind me covering the entire stage and i'll look out towards the camera and i'll say this great nation was built on the spirit of defiance from our oppressive forefathers gi wushu stands in that same vein duplicating the spirit of defiance against those who would oppress us as you have just seen today Three G.I. Wushu working in pure teamwork and coordination act just like the three branches of government striking down all forces that come against us. We are victorious just like our country is great. And rockets erupt out of the stage. A bald eagle flies in and the lights on my shoulder and hands me a piece of pizza. And a small child runs up and hands me a piece of apple pie.
0: And I eat both with a glass of cold milk. And then it cuts over to Wilford Brimley saying diabetes. (laughs) That's how you get diabetes.
3: (laughs) That's how you get diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, at at the end of this montage, the the on-site reporter uh, seems so awestruck with with your American patriotism, your authentic American iconography, really, that uh, her glasses slip off her face, revealing her to be none other than the Viscountess, Vipers' henchwoman. And... um. Of course, uh, once her glasses come off, uh, then the, the camera goes away to your reaction shot. And then it pans back to her, and she's in front of a different background, and she's wearing her combat gear like she always is. And she's like, let's get ready to have a fight! And um, then she draws her sword. Do you guys want to fight her?
1: Well, yeah.
2: Absolutely.
3: She's going to be a threat of two, and she will also have eight
1: flesh wounds. All right, so since I was on stage uh, with the Countess, I will uh, act first here. I was speaking boldly. The eagle is still on my shoulder. I will point forward towards the Countess. The eagle will leap from my arm, transforming into a, a miniature fighter jet, streaking towards the Countess, firing red, right, and blue rockets at her. Now, this is just a distraction for I am leaping into the air behind this miniature bald eagle rocket so that I land behind the countess, whirling my nunchucks to take her out at the knees to knock her to the ground. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Living on this one's still five dice. You definitely got them all. And I'm rolling all offense. Ooh. That will be four successes, and I will take... Oh, crap. That takes me out. (laughs) This It was a valiant sacrifice. <laughs> I, for, I forgot how many flesh wounds I had, guys. Sorry. <laughs>
3: not, 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 uh, yeah, too many. All right. Who's up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so Sergeant Totes is going to strap his guns back on his back. And he's going to charge the stage. He's going to jump up. He's going to do a sweeping leg kick right as... Uh, Chuck Ninja is trying to kick at her knee. Now, Sergeant Totes isn't much of a ninjutsu master, but he does know how to use his strength against an enemy. So he's going to connect and help trip her up. Uh, But then he is going to overestimate how much strength he's going to need, and he's going to go tumbling off the back of the stage into a piano and it's just going to shatter underneath of him.
1: Where the fuck did the piano come from? <laughs> it's <laughs> that
3: a stage. It's five dice. Yeah. Yep. Piano's always five dice. Roll that damage.
2: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with uh, two blue and three red. Okay. Uh, so the three red are successful, but the two blue are not.
3: Ricks. Ooh. All right. So you you take uh, one more flesh wound as 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 her limited edition katana slashes back and forth into you even though she's she's been pushed uh, to the side and and the whole business with the piano all right it's up to you gadget
0: all right so i'm I'm just now starting to wake up from the effects of the pink gas and I'm trying to debate on whether uh, the first teenage mutant Ninja Turtles was a better movie than Transformers Two. I think both are Michael Bay's top forms and he is a national treasure and I think he should definitely get to make a lot more movies but I will saunter over toward her and I'm going to uh distract her with my ascot and then I'm going to actually take her sword away from her using my I'm not a threat uh, ability and basically I'm going (laughs) to explain that that she doesn't need that and then once I have it from her I will attach it to one of my drones and they will fly it out of the building oh
3: all right Definitely five dice.
0: How are you splitting them? Still two threat. Two and two and three. All right. oh, shit. I failed both of the uh blue lasers. Whoa. So I take two two wounds, which I think takes me out too, because I had one there. and then I have two successes on red lasers. Alright, well, uh two
3: successes are enough to put her down. And with one G.I. Wushu member remaining conscious, uh, right, Sergeant Totes, you have one uh, flesh wound, left. I assume
2: that is correct.
3: All right, then the uh, GI Wushu team is victorious. the 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 Countess uh, disarmed is now at your mercy to narrate your success. If anybody wants to jump in, Michael, it, you you went last.
0: <laughs> so, well, so I guess I cut myself on her sword as I was taking it from her. That 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 was kind of what happened because I truly am not a threat uh, as as I was affixing it to the um, to the drones. So once she sees that she is completely alone, all the minions are gone, uh, Viper Fuhrer has left her, she will basically say, I know all his secrets. If you promise me amnesty, I will tell you everything. (laughs)
3: Way to use the system. Look at that. All right. And uh, for a flesh wound point returned, Who wants to, uh, which would bring someone back from consciousness, just saying, uh, who wants to illustrate for me a uh, a lovely public service announcement?
0: I will. I'll step in and say, kids, just remember, bitches be snitches. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Little
0: Timmy's
3: like,
1: what's a bitch?
2: (laughs) The more you know... (laughs)
3: Actually, little, little Timmy's actually gonna uh turn, turn turn to uh Chuck Ninja, and 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 implore Chuck Ninja to have at least a better public service announcement
1: than that. <laughs> Still picking his little Timmy nose. Chuck Ninja will walk forward, totally fine, wearing a uh high powered business suit, and he will say, Timmy. What we have just seen here is called aggressive negotiation. This is how our country is formed. This is how our leaders handle its problems fairly and wisely. So always remember, Timmy, aggressively negotiate your way out of any problem.
3: The more you know... Oh, jeez, Chuck Ninja, I never thought about it that way. Yay! Nice, nicely done. You get a flesh wound back.
1: Yay! And
3: um, the Viscountess is, uh, tragically, now in your clutches.
0: Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy Podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here,